We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is the final hour of the show that is taking the sports world by storm, or at least should be, with less than five minutes of commercials per hour. I don't know why anybody would listen or watch anything else. We're just giving you takes. We're giving you content the entire show, 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. The show is called Home and Home. It's brought to you by ZipRecruiter, which is the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. Check us out on social media at RDC Home and Home, at RDC Sports. We've got an army of millennials that will get fired if you don't follow us on social media because that's like their sole job is for you guys to follow us and to love their social clips that they post. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. He is at C.Harrison, Carrington Harrison filling in for my guy Dave Briggs, my normal co-host who is off today. You can always check us out on the radio.com app. Hopefully, you've already downloaded that bad boy. It's awesome. I have it on my phone, obviously. Or radio.com slash home. Going to start this hour with a buddy of mine, Solomon Wilcots from PFF, Pro Football Focus. We go ahead and we talk to somebody from Pro Football Focus every week because we're ahead of the game. We're smart. We know what the deal is. We know that this is the future. And really, it's not just the future. It is the present. Solly, it's Ross. It's Carrington. Great to see you. You look awesome. I like kind of the collar up like that, Solly. <laughs> Everything about you looks awesome right there. Um, let's start with this, Solly. We've seen Jason Garrett say yesterday on one of our affiliates, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, that he does not use the in-game win probability data as a guy that works for PFF, your thoughts on that? Well, he's behind the curve, right? Um, because there are other coaches who are using the data. Certainly a John Harbaugh, and you can see the way he coaches, the way he empowers his team to be able to make more plays. He's a coach that literally is leveraging um, technology and the data that we now use and can crunch um, through computer technology and machine learning to help you make better decisions in game. I think we saw that play out on Sunday where Jason Garrett could have made some better decisions that would have given his team a better opportunity to win games. And we also see it play out in a more positive manner for a team like the Baltimore Ravens. Solomon, uh, in your opinion, why don't more teams do this? Is it stubbornness? Is it just archaic thinking? It seems so obvious to me that if you're an NFL team, you would want to use all the information that's at your fingertips. Why don't you think more teams do this? You know, and, and really, when you think about it, uh, what we do here at PFF, we grade every player on every play. and We crunch the data. Um, but really, it is. It's a tool, right? It's a tool that you've got to be able to digest the information, interpret it um, properly, and then be able 
to deliver that information to your players to help them to go out and execute. And I think um, each coach is different. Um, some coaches are able to, to digest that information, to be able to interpret it properly and be able to give it to their players in a game plan in some way, shape, or form. Other coaches may just use it to evaluate talent or to evaluate players maybe in free agency or through the draft. Another team may use it um, um, for salary cap measures in terms of uh, evaluating and quantifying how much they want to pay players. The data can take you very far. There is no doubt about it. I think you could use it to help you make better um, decisions in just about every single area, including in-game situational moments. Um, you got to really, I think, stop down to ask every single team, every single coach, why do you use it? Why don't you use it? How can you use it? How can you use this to make you better? We try to help them with that. We've got all 32 teams signed up and work with us here at PFF and over 70 Division I college teams. So I think the longer they use it, the better they use it. Some teams are more ingrained and more understanding of the data than others. It's interesting, Sally, because evidently Jerry Jones was just on our affiliate in Dallas, 105.3 The Fan, available on the radio.com app. And I guess he was on with Sean and RJ, and I guess he has Jason Garrett's back when it comes to no analytics. Let's take a listen together. No, that's uh, 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 that's would be a preference on his part that he's expressing, but I happen to agree with him. Uh, the uh, analytics aspect of it is a history of how these decisions have worked out. Uh, that's probably good to know, but the momentum of the game, the situation of the game, the, uh, uh, if you will, in the other night's game, the uh, conditions of the game, uh, all of that are uh, more important in my mind than the, the uh, 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 success history of a, a similar decision. Uh, you're dealing uh, with uh, uh, of averages. You're dealing with uh, uh, almost theory. And uh, you're certainly dealing with a result, but it doesn't take into account really the uh, uh, kinds of times when you've gone against every odds and made it work. I've had my big success when I'm sure analytics would have said, uh, make the other decision the other way. Jerry, and I may be way off on this analogy, but like as an oil guy, like if a scientist told you there's oil there, you're you're probably going to drill. Like, don't you think that information is useful to the to the team? That hey, if you go for it here, you increase your chance of winning by three percent. Not really, not really. Uh, there's so many more questions to ask than if oil is there. Wow! Wow! So you know. <laughs> I actually thought I actually thought I could understand what Jerry was saying, meaning like weather conditions or how the games go. Like I almost thought he had a good argument, but then when they say if the scientist says he's pretty sure there's oil there, he goes, "No, it wouldn't make a difference to me." <laughs> that is rough. That is hey, solid. That's rough. That's rough, man. Hey, you know we talk about this, Ross. There are some science deniers. There are some deniers of of analytics. But it was just last week that Jerry Jones praised one of the best coaches that the game's ever seen in Bill Belichick. 
And Bill Belichick is not a denier of data analytics. In fact, he was one of the first coaches to begin to embrace using data. Now, data, yes, is it, uh, do we have models that are based on things that have occurred in the past? Yes. But we also have models that are highly predictive on future behavior, okay? Because these models take into account all probabilities, and then it's going to give you, it doesn't tell you something is guaranteed to happen. It tells you here are the ratios, here are the probabilities, and the likelihood of these things happening. Ross, you and I, we played in the game. We know that all of our game plans that if I, as a defensive back, if I see down in distance, 11 personnel, okay, in a certain formation, it doesn't guarantee that they're going to run a certain play, but there's a high probability that they're going to run a certain play. And I'm going to hedge. I am going to lean on that information and try to make the best play that I can based on the information that I have. And I made a lot of plays that way. Uh, Rod Woodson, who's a Hall of Fame defensive back, has over 70 career interceptions. He made those plays using the same kind of information, taking in the data and using his analytics to hedge to be able to make a lot of plays. So when a coach or an owner says that, no, I'm not going to use information, I'm just going to play with my gut, I, I really don't know what they're talking about. And that's not, you're not going to have a high level of success if that's the way you're leaning. And maybe that's why the Cowboys are 0-4 right now against teams with a winning record. So, obviously, we can determine that the Cowboys are not good at this. Who are some teams that you think use this method and use it at a high level? Well, I think the Baltimore Ravens is one. Uh, I think going into the Monday night game, they were converting about 71% of their fourth down plays. They're going for it more on fourth down than a lot of other teams. Uh, the 49ers are another one of those teams. Um, and, and the New England Patriots, they use their, you know, they use the PFF data, but they have their own metrics that they fold a lot of the data that they can get from us. And they formulate their own game plan. The Eagles, uh, when they beat the uh, New England Patriots in the Super Bowl and went for it on fourth down, remember that? the touchdown pass to Nick Foles. Um, they converted two fourth down plays in that Super Bowl, and it kind of convinced um, the Patriots that, you know what, they have information that we don't. Maybe we got to go out and get it too. And then the Patriots also became a customer. So um, those are just a few of the teams that are using it and using it at a very high level. And uh, they're able to win on Sundays by making some very important decisions. The Indianapolis Colts are another one of those teams. Frank Wright, um, he has his own data analysts in-house, and uh, but they take the information that we provide for them and they put it to good use. Sally, last question. We'll get you out of here. Uh, you played most of your career with the Cincinnati Bengals. You live in Cincinnati. That's where PFF is. I just kind of want to get your thoughts because Carrington and I are going to talk about it. Your thoughts on the team going back to Andy Dalton, it feels like they just don't want to go winless, Sally. I'm not, I'm not mad at him for it, but it just is it that simple? Well, uh, for one, I think they 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 see what they have in Ryan Finley, and it's not good. I mean, it does not look good. Um, and yeah, they want to win games. Ross, you and I both know organizations may be doing one thing at the top, but every single coach 
every single player, when you step out on that field, you want to look your best. You don't want to be humiliated and embarrassed by your opponent. Um, you want to go out and try to win games. And then you let the offseason take care of itself. Um, but to go out there each and every Sunday and to lose and be beaten and humiliated, um, that's that's tough. That makes this profession very hard and very difficult. And uh, Andy Dalton certainly gives the Cincinnati Bengals a much better chance of winning on Sundays than Ryan Finley. I think they had to take a look at the young quarterback to see what he was going to give them. Remember, they were 0-8 going into a bye week. They felt like they could give this kid two weeks to get ready for his very first game. But we've seen enough, okay? Um, and uh, it's time to at least give your team the best chance you can of winning. And there's no doubt that Andy Dalton gives them a much better chance than Ryan Finley. Sally, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. All right, Ross. Hey, keep up the good work, and uh, thanks for having me on. It was great joining you. Yeah, use the promo code for PFFQB25. Whether you love fantasy football, gambling, or are just an armchair general manager, make sure you go to PFF.com to get premium stats and analysis. Use promo code QB25 to get 25% off your elite subscription today. Then email your login to Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett so that they have access to PFF's analytics and data. Thank you, Solly. All right. You guys take care. Hey, I, I don't know what they're doing, Carrington, but they need to go ahead and go to ZipRecruiter and hire one of these data analysts ASAP. That's where you find them. They're on ZipRecruiter. It'll make an immediate difference. You can, too, by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting your job on ZipRecruiter, you'll be amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying. And you'll find your new director of coffee in just a few days if you're looking for a director of coffee. There you go. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You know, Karen, it's kind of funny to hear about like the Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett thing. So I have a... um a high school athletic recruiting business, right? That I started when I was still a player. It's called Go Big Recruiting 12 years ago. But I've often said the story that I've talked to a lot of high school football coaches about it and gotten very little traction. Parents and the kids, much better. The college coaches, much better. But I'm convinced if I told a high school coach that there was $20 in his pocket, he would say to me, no, there's not. There's never been $20 in my pocket. There's never going to be $20 in my pocket. And wouldn't even reach in his pocket if there was $20 in there. There are some people that are just very set in their ways. It was funny because earlier you said you don't know what the Cowboys are doing. Losing is the answer. That's what they're doing. We know exactly what the Cowboys are doing. Mediocre. 
being medi mediocrity. That's what they do very well in Dallas. You are right. This is maybe my frustration. You've been making fun of millennials all day. My frustration is with old people and boomers like yourself is you consider being aggressive on fourth down mad in logic when the numbers and analytics suggest that being aggressive on fourth down is the correct way to be that now because the game is so slanted toward offense, being more aggressive on fourth and two and fourth and three, going for two-point conversions. I may be on the extreme end of it. I see teams who are up seven and they have the choice between kicking an extra point to go up eight or a two-yard play to go up nine, and the no-brainer decision is to go for two. I think we're starting to shift. I think we're starting to see a shift right now in the NFL that there are more people that are starting to come on my side of the thinking and are just simply playing the math that the offense should suggest that you should be thinking to try to maximize how many points you can score every single possession. And that is also the Bengals playing the math. I mean, look, I guess I'm not even mad at him for it, Carrington. I mean, that you know, everybody else has at least two wins. Zach Taylor doesn't want to be known as the co uh, one of the coaches that went 0-16. They're probably good enough to win a game when they put Dalton back in there, one of these last five games, and still get the number one pick and get Joe Burrow. I'm not, I'm not even mad at him. I mean, it's clear what they're doing. It's pretty transparent, but I'm not mad at him for it. No, I'm not mad at him for it, but I don't really know the purpose it serves other than to help your pride and ego. Andy Dalton's not going to be the starting quarterback next year. They're going to get out of that contract. Ryan Finley's probably not going to be the starting quarterback either. So at this point, it's simply, what's the difference between zero wins and one wins? You just feel better about the one. I will say this, if you want to look ahead a little bit, they played Cleveland twice, knowing how undisciplined Cleveland is. I bet they beat Cleveland one of those two games if Dalton starts both of those games. Cleveland just... I refuse to believe that they are a disciplined enough football team that they can run the table in their five remaining games. Cleveland slips up. It might be this week against Pittsburgh, but I'm telling you, if Dalton starts both of those games, Cincinnati gets one of those two against the Browns. You're probably right. I wanted to ask you, we didn't really spend very much time talking about the Rams last night. Uh, so much time talking about the Ravens. What would be your level of concern about the L.A. Rams right now? I mean, the concern has to be is that you paid a mediocre quarterback. You paid Jared Goff like he was going to be elite, and he's not elite. He is a game manager. Last year, I remember, because the Chiefs played the Rams in that huge Monday night game, I remember afterwards my take in Kansas City was, we are going to see the Rams look like the New Orleans Saints, that Sean Payton and Drew Brees had had a decade's worth of dominance in the NFL I thought we were going to see the exact same thing with Jared Goff and Sean McVay. It's pretty clear what's happened. Once Todd Gurley stopped being an elite level player in the NFL, their offense has just completely gone to hell. Jared Goff did not throw a touchdown pass in the month of November. You know how hard it is in 2019 to not throw a touchdown pass for the entire month? Like, I make fun of Jameis Winston. I make fun of Mitch Trubisky. They at least threw a touchdown pass. Jared Goff has been absolutely terrible that I believe that Sean McVay was basically Bill Walsh, that he had an offensive system that you could just plug and play any player in and that it was going to work. Man, was I wrong on Sean McVay? He's got to get the most out of Goff. And what's interesting about the Rams situation is they're pretty much locked. They're set at quarterback. They're set at running back. They paid Brandon Cooks. They paid Aaron Donald. They, they have to pay Jalen Ramsey based on the draft pick compensation that they gave up. They're going to go four or five years without having a first-round draft pick. 
they are so locked in terms of what their roster is that they have to get more out of Jared Goff before they get back in the playoff conversation. Next year, I actually think that Arizona is going to be one of those real popular sleeper teams based on Kyler Murray taking the same step that we saw Lamar Jackson take this year. The Rams are going from the Super Bowl to potentially being the third best team in their division in 18 months. Yeah, you know what? I think it's a pretty good point. Um, and really, fourth best team in the division, right? I mean, if Arizona overcomes them, I think you're probably right. Not good. I want to also get into some Thanksgiving stuff since this is the last show before Thanksgiving. But first, I need to tell you about ZipRecruiter because I know you're dying to hear about ZipRecruiter. I got this buddy named Dylan. Dylan Miskowitz is his name. And he's a COO and he was experiencing how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. Then he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. You can too by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, Carrington, let's finish the show. And thank you again, by the way, for filling in. Finish the show with your number one thing that you are going to eat on Thanksgiving or that you typically like to eat on Thanksgiving. What is the star of the Harrison Meal Show? I was going to say that I was really looking forward to getting one of those Cajun turkeys from Popeye's. Popeye's has really had a resurgence in my heart. I kind of was cheating on them with Chick-fil-A for a long period of time, but they released the chicken sandwich that absolutely changed my life. So they sell a Cajun turkey. It's $40, and I was really excited to try it. I've been looking around the city to try to find it. Hopefully that I can find one. That's number one. I only eat cranberry sauce two times a year. I eat it at Christmas and I eat it at Thanksgiving. There's something about that cranberry sauce blend, the way it mixes with the stuffing and it mixes with the mashed potatoes and it mixes with the ham or with the ham and the turkey and the macaroni and cheese that just creates a perfect blend. I will say this. If my cranberry sauce doesn't have the ridges, keep it off my table. I don't want your original, authentic, real, genuine cranberry sauce. You know what I'm talking about. I need the cranberry sauce coming out the white ocean spray can. If it doesn't have ridges on my cranberry sauce, I don't want it on my plate. Yeah, cranberry sauce is pretty disgusting. That's a terrible call by you. Um, my thing is sausage filling. Let me just tell you, Carrington, I can assure you it is the worst looking thing you will ever put in your mouth. It looks like Frozen baby diarrhea. It looks terrible, okay? 
but my grandma learned it when she lived in Germany. Uh, my mom's an army brat when they were in Germany. It's like a sausage-based stuffing, and it is so freaking good. You ask any of my cousins, my sister, anybody, like I would straight up liquefy that shit and tap my veins and inject it into my veins. It is so good. And unfortunately, once again, this year, I'll be missing out on it because I will be in Detroit. Bears, Lions calling that game for Westwood One. So usually my mom makes extra and she stores it so that I can have a chance to get some of that delicious sausage filling. Whatever it is that you are going to be eating on Thanksgiving, enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening, for watching. We're going to take a little hiatus on the show with the holiday. We will be back better than ever. Until next time, thanks for listening to Home and Home, radio.com sports original. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the radio.com app or on the web at radio.com slash home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t